Radio Game Changers, the number one radio podcast in the world, is now a book. Well, you can't throw the rule book out the window until you've read the rule book. Yeah. Because then there's an embarrassing slide out the window to retrieve the rule book. Nine insights from over a hundred hours of conversations with the best radio presenters and programmers in the world. We save our interactions for on the air. If Kevin was in a car accident today, frankly, I'd rather not know about it until he comes in and tells me about it tomorrow morning. Radio Game Changers, the book. It's available now at Amazon. Because I miss comedy. I really miss it. The playfulness. The play. Yeah. And, you know, that's a word that isn't used often in assessing character, but playfulness, I think, is hugely important. You've heard the podcast. Now, read the book. My work is my life. My kids are in it. My partner's in it. This whole work-life balance thing. My whole life is just one big ball. Radio Game Changers. Written by Craig Bruce and Jay Mueller. A Bad Producer production. Hey, this is Craig Bruce and welcome to Game Changers. Uh, last month, Kate Mead and I hosted the Australian Audio Summit. If you came along, um, thank you so much for your support. It was um, an online event featuring conversations with some of the most successful audio content creators in Australia. Uh, we had uh, plenty of room for questions and answers from the, uh, from the audience. And this week, we're bringing you the highlights from each of those sessions. And today we're featuring Ollie Wards. So you've just finished up at Triple J. How many of us are 10 years at Triple J, roughly? 10 years, yeah. yeah. It's crazy to say. Yeah. yeah. Do they actually tap you on the shoulder after 10 years and go, Ollie, come on, mate, it's time to go? Well, I, 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 <laughs> no, I no, they like don't. I sailed out just before long, long service leave, which was, um, you know, somewhat of a, a miss. But um, you definitely don't get a gold watch at the ABC either. So, um, you know, I think 10 years was enough. But uh, no taps on shoulders. So, um, for, once again, for our international audiences, uh, Triple J is w- one of the great radio brands in the world. Um, and you've talked about the role of head of content at Triple J being kind of like a stewardship, which I thought was interesting. You kind of get to carry the torch for a while before handing it on. Um, uh, um, what did you mean by that? Or why, why did it feel like that for you? Mm. I think, you know, you could, you could say that that's true of, of any role, really, but um, and that's actually a reference to, to everybody at Triple J, and I think, you know, that's, that's a culture that um, I was aware of and I tried to foster, and, you know, we've heard many people that have come and gone from Triple J talk about um, their kind of moment there, and I think it's inherent with the youth broadcaster that, you know, y- y- you are going to be young for a temporary time in your life, and... and um, the same goes with your 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 role there, that and it's a brand that's got a lot of heritage. It's got a lot of um, history behind it, and I think being aware of your fleeting moment in a long running brand will encourage you to add to it rather than try to take from it. Yeah, and that's what I'm. That's what I meant by that is. Um, you know, be, being aware that, that, that it's like saying no player is bigger than the game. Yeah. You know, I think it, it keeps it keeps egos in check and it keeps people remembering that they're standing on the shoulders of giants. And yeah. That's what I was doing there yeah. as well. Putting production around things, often when you signal to, to the audience there anyway, that, hey, I'm doing a thing now. This is a thing that I think will be funny and you signpost it by, hey, I've made this intro yeah. for it that immediately puts it in the world of the audience going like, and they're all quite, it's like a tall poppy syndrome kind of thing. They'll go, Oh, go on then. Make me laugh. You know what I mean? And, and and they're they're ready to shoot it down. Whereas if they think it's authentic, then, um, 
it'll be okay. It's like introducing a guest as a comedian. Yeah, I think that's that's a terrible way to introduce somebody because if you say, "Hey, next up we're going to meet comedian blah blah,", blah it's like basically says, "Okay, mate, be funny. Yep. Go on then. Yeah, make me laugh." And it's it's it, 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 often often they're not there to do that. Yeah, you're so and, and so interesting. You should say that because I, I think of um, sometimes you'll hear a, um, shows do sketches. You know, here's a comedy sketch to kind of um, reinforce a point that we're making, uh, and. As soon as you do a comedy sketch, you, you are then stepping into Martin Malloy territory. <laughs> the audience don't go, oh, you know, they're only just starting out. They've only been doing it for 12 months and he's not a good, as good a writer as Tony Martin. So, yeah, we'll give it a 6 out of 10 versus what, you know. They, they, they just hear it and go, is it as funny as the stuff that I hear on my phone or wherever else I follow? No, it's not. 100%. So, you know. And, you know, like, rate, like uh, sort of set piece pitched battle sketches. And, you know, a few times we had a nudge at doing actual radio serials sort of you know classic narratives highly produced three minute at a time once a week for nine weeks or whatever radio um serials and it just they would often die because you've done that thing where you've gone hey we've worked really hard on this bit <laughs> yeah. judge it you've called tiktok the once in a decade disruptor to the music industry what did you mean by that yeah, there's uh, and look to be honest, it's people are telling me that as well, which is which is a pretty cool position to be in. Um, there is uh, of the top 100 Billboard chart in the states at the moment. There's 45 songs on there that have um, gone viral on TikTok and helped propel them into that spot. Wow! Um, I think that stat sort of says it all, really. Um, that kind of disruption. There's a band from Newcastle called vacations uh you may not have heard of them in fact most people probably hadn't but they randomly kind of went viral on tiktok uh last year and their manager said to me that he's never seen like this is a quote i've never seen something move the needle like this where their streams increase you know a lot on um spotify and their followers and that kind of stuff and i think you know we've all we've all seen from Napster to MP3s to, you know, various revolutions in, in music come and go. And um, who knows what the future will hold, but definitely right now it feels like the power of this thing is playing out very clearly in a data sense where I can literally point to songs that have gone from zero to hero and become the biggest songs in the world. And, we, you know, the Fleetwood Mac example you were talking about earlier with the guy on the skateboard, the song came out in 1977 yep. and it's back in the charts yep. because of that one thing. Mm. And, that, you know, it's undeniable, the, the power of that. The lineup in the queue has changed now and obviously radio has moved further down the queue and platforms like TikTok and Spotify have moved further up. So, I mean, you know, radio... 20 yeah. years ago was okay if i want to hear a new song i'm going to go if it's a pop hit it'll be on today fm or if it's a new alternative song it'll be on triple j and you know we're now second or third or fourth in the queue once it goes through a few other filters is that a way to think about it do you think yeah potentially but i think that's a i think if you think of it like a queue then you'll always be scrambling whereas if you think of it like a pie graph or like i said more likely an environment i think it's more powerful in terms of music discovery to think about the environment of music discovery where even if somebody discovers a song on TikTok, you can't listen to the full song. Yeah. Yeah. You're not right. going to become a fan of the artist on TikTok. 
you have to complete the journey by going to another D- to one of the DSPs to then listen to the full song and, and then hopefully become a fan of that artist. Yeah. And that just that example shows that the platforms work in complementary uh, in, in an environment, and radio is part of that. And we shouldn't let our you know again we the radio industry shouldn't ever let ourselves be scared by that because radio has done it forever adapted to the new environment of different platforms coming and going and being complementary to it rather than fighting it the synopsis and your pitch document needs to answer and whether you're pitching to the abc or to any other outlet um you know i was i was talking to various um groups in america and 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 here and they all wanted the same thing um think about those jobs to be done what is the what what from the users or the the listener or the audience's point of view am i what's the itch that i will scratch with this story or this podcast or this concept um what not enough people do in anywhere in the media and definitely now for me working in tech i can see this but i saw it in radio as well use some sort of research some sort of insight and present it in the world of the audience this audience loves these kinds of things here's why i know that and here's what that means for my story and why this will be important right reverse engineer things and always think of in the world of the audience don't just come to anybody and say i've got the story i like this story because i think this and you know you'd never do that in radio it's all the, the very much the you it's in the world of the audience on, yeah. on radio it's the same with podcasting and it's the same with pitching something go into your pitch with the audience first and then reverse engineer why your product is going to suit that audience don't come in honking horns and and um blowing whistles and um coming up with these huge sketches and i think this was a pitfall that ben and liam ran into when they yeah, started on yeah, triple drag yeah. where they came in very high like in your face high energy these are some content ideas that we've got and had planned out how each story arc would go all the way to the end before it had even gone to air. And that just completely removes the audience's agency and in being involved in your story. Yep. So I'm always like, you know, start something, but then the more that you can basically trick the audience into thinking it's their idea. Yep. No one's going to be mad. No one's going to be mad when you've um, held up a, a listener's idea and made that a cool thing rather than try to hold up your own idea. So so that's my first thing for launching a show is find ways to make the listener the star of the show. And I think, you know, I, I was over at Radio 1 a couple of years ago and I was talking to Alad, who's now the um, the controller at Radio 1, about the, the, the change they've gone through from Nick Grimshaw to Greg James on Breakfast. And, you know, the Brits love their window into a celebrity's life. And there's a few shows in Australia that have, sort of brand themselves as being your access into the celebrity lifestyle. It's a window that you can sit by and look through the window and you'll get to know, you know, who Zac Efron's hanging out with in Byron or whatever. Um, And that was very much the Nick Grimshaw kind of breakfast show. But I think that the UK's finally started to go, oh, I'm I'm a bit over this kind of like window into celebrities' lives. I want to know what my neighbor's up to and so that's what greg james has done is he's kind of focused back on the listeners and made them the star of the show yeah and that's absolutely i was going yeah mate that's what we've been doing at triple j for for ages yeah
Thank you so much to Ollie Wards. You can check out all of the video highlights of the event at the AustralianAudioSummit.com.au and we are back to wrap up with Christian Hull. Radio Game Changers, the number one radio podcast in the world, is now a book. When she's talking, I'm not sitting here thinking, oh, I should say something funny. I'm genuinely listening to what she says. Nine insights from over 100 hours of conversations with the best radio presenters and programmers in the world. Fail. It's okay. People these days, they don't want to be bad at something. I've learned more from my mistakes than I still do now on the radio. Those are things that actually make you better. Radio Game Changers, the book. It's available now at Amazon. You're never certain. Mm. I think there's been a single day in my life where I've gone, I've got three spots tomorrow that I know will all be fighting for ten past eight. (laughs) Whatever. You've heard the podcast. Now read the book. People would always come in to see Mark Malloy done and they think, oh, this is going to be hilarious. And there's just two guys sitting there with Spyrex notebooks reading things out like they're doing an old radio. Radio Game Changers, written by Craig Bruce and Jay Mueller, a bad producer production.